0: The Cardinals wrap up their spring with their maybe starting lineup for opening day. Plus, we've got opening day power rankings that are out. Find out where the Cardinals landed on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford and I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan and I'm your host for Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. You can find us on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming a Major League Baseball GM and managing your own baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To so download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's all caps, by the way, Locked On in the game. Spring training has officially come to an end after uh today's game against the baltimore orioles and it was as close to a dress rehearsal i guess that we're that we're gonna get i suppose uh i'm not sure if this will be the exact batting order that we will see on thursday but as far as who was in the lineup i feel like this was pretty on point for what we'll probably see on thursday now mind you the orioles had a right-hander on the mound today and i'm sure we will see changes in the lineup uh depending on the righty lefty matchup uh Manoa is scheduled to start on Thursday right-hander for the Blue Jays so uh this lineup makes a lot of sense to go up against him uh leading off we have got second baseman Brendan Donovan and I don't know what's going on with Brendan Donovan in this picture that I'm uh if you're on YouTube you see it it looks like he's gonna sign an autograph and he's like ducking from maybe a foul ball or something. I don't know what's going on there, but I thought it was funny. Anyway, Brennan Donovan has been outstanding this spring. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of trying either him or Lars Neupahr at the top of the order this year. Tommy Edman has hit in that spot for most of his career, but his numbers aren't that great as a leadoff hitter. 263 career average in the leadoff spot, but more importantly, just a 315 on-base percentage, and that's not good enough. You need someone who gets on base more than that in front of your big gun, so... I like Brendan Donovan there. Uh, I love the flow. I love the hair. I love everything that's been going on with Brendan Donovan this spring. And uh, I like that he's not afraid to take walks. So uh, I'm good with that. Uh, batting second today, you had Lars Nupar, one of my favorite pictures of Lars Nupar. The only one that might be better than this photo is the one of him dousing Shohei Otani with champagne which I would love to see them doing that in a Cardinals uniform. But this one's pretty good, too, with the tongue out. Uh, Newt has a uh, strong on-base percentage, and the uh, the better the OBP, the better uh, chances of you hitting at the top of my lineup. I want you right up there if you're getting on base. Uh, Lars was in left field today. He hasn't had enough plate appearances to really tell which spot in the order is his strongest, but in 21 games in the leadoff spot, yeah, he's only hitting 211, but his OBP is 341, and his best spot, again, small sample size, is the number seven spot in the batting order where he's hit 328 with a 384 OBP in his career. So maybe that's a good spot for him at some point uh, in the season as well. We'll see what Ali likes to do. Batting third today and playing first base was rating in MVP Paul Goldschmidt. Finished up the spring hitting 294 with the Cardinals and 280 with Team USA at the World Baseball Classic for a combined 293 average with two home runs and six RBIs. I most certainly expect some regression this year from last year's numbers for Goldie. I'm not expecting him to fall off a cliff or anything like that. But he was so good last year. Like his numbers, look how good his numbers were, and then remember that his September was was poop. Like it wasn't good at all. I expect Goldie to have another solid season, considering who's hitting behind him again this year, and that would be. Your third baseman, Nolan Arenado, the all-world third baseman, I should say, Nolan Arenado. To uh, say that Nolan's been locked in this spring is an understatement. With Team USA, he hits 385. with the Cardinals. He hit five twenty-four this spring. So his combined numbers are a four forty-seven batting average two home runs, and 11 RBIs. I have said it repeatedly to anyone who will listen to me that Nolan Arenado is my pick for the NL MVP this year. I think he's about to have a monster season sandwiched between Paul Goldschmidt and the guy who's batting behind him and who also batted fifth in today's lineup, and that was catcher Wilson Contreras after a slow start, which you uh, know it wasn't really surprising considering he's switching teams and he's got to learn who everyone is. He's meeting new coaches and players new surroundings. You can see why he would struggle early on in spring training, but ended up hitting 351 this spring, five RBIs. He uh, did not hit a home run, which was a little bit shocking. Uh, He should hit plenty of them this year at one point or another, even if he doesn't hit 20 something home runs. I honestly, if he's hitting around 300, he can hit 10 to 15 home runs. That is fine by me. He should make a world of difference in this lineup in 2023. Following Contreras in the number six spot, uh, another guy who did not hit a home run this spring and who has another outstanding picture up on uh, on YouTube right now. Got to love this guy. Batting in the number six spot was your center fielder, Tyler O'Neill, who despite being gone at the WBC, seems to have claimed that center field job, at least for now. There is no reason to believe that Ali wouldn't be moving these guys around all year with O'Neill, Carlson, and Newt Barr all playing center field at different points this season. Uh, When we talk about, ooh, is he going to be the starting center fielder? Who cares? I I think they're going to play all over the place, depending on the matchups. Uh, The lineups are going to change. Um, Lefty, righty, how much rest people have got. It's all going to change throughout the season. So just because he's starting in center field on opening day doesn't mean he's not going to be playing left field on Sunday. It's going to be moving around. I, I truly believe that. And it was a night and day difference for O'Neill in uh, Cardinals camp and then what he did for Team Canada in the WBC. With the Cardinals, he hit just 167, no home runs, one RBI in 24 at-bats. Absolutely gross. But with Team Canada, he was Tyler bro as we like to call him. And he hit 615. Again, no home runs, which was a little odd. But he knocked in four. He also walked eight times. So uh, combined this spring, uh, the, the, the eight walks there, total this spring which is good to see because we know he's going to strike out a bunch too but if he's also getting walked on um, base percentage is going to be up there and that's what we really want to see out of him if he's going to strike out at least be getting on base the other times that you're not putting the ball in play hitting in the number seven spot today was the designated hitter my guy who i have defended since last season your dh nolan gorman Stormin gorman had himself a heck of a spring with the bat and with the glove look great in the field Look great in the field this spring at second base and over at third base. Uh, he went yard again today in their game. Before the spring, he ends up hitting 288 with a team-leading four home runs, which he was tied with super-duper power hitter Brendan Donovan in that category. Uh, he had a team-leading 13 RBIs. He was tied with Dylan Carlson in RBIs and, more importantly, 373 OBP. There will always be strikeouts. They're always going to be there. He struck out a team high 19 times this spring. But you're going to have to get over it, Cardinals fans. You just are. Mark McGuire struck out a lot, too. You loved him because why? Because he was putting the ball over the wall. And that is what Nolan Gorman is going to do. He's going to strike out a lot, too. It's just going to be part of his makeup. You're just going to have to get past it. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Batting in the number eight hole today, maybe the biggest number eight hitter in the history of baseball, 20-year-old, 6'6", 250-pound super rookie, Jordan Walker, who was starting in right field today. Walker finishes the spring in a major slump. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It hasn't been good recently. He started the spring hottest hitter in baseball, right? He was over for his last 12, though, in uh, spring training. And since March 11th, and remember, when he left the game with a shoulder injury against Houston, that was March 11th, Walker has gone 4 for 32 and is hitting just 125, no home runs, two RBIs, 10 strikeouts against two walks. Yeah, he's 20 years old. He's still learning, but it makes you kind of question a few things. Was there more to the injury than he let on? Is it bothering him a little bit? Was he just facing more major league level pitching than he saw in the beginning of spring training near the end here, where it was guys who were going to be on rosters, not guys who were throwing at double A or triple A. Did the scouting reports find a flaw in his swing and take advantage of it? Who knows? Uh, he's heading to St. Louis either way, but if he continues to struggle like this, my question is, how long is the leash on Jordan Walker? How long do you keep him up there? Because you want to keep him the whole season and you got him, but you can't just have him up there struggling and embarrassing himself, right? You don't want that to happen. And then finally, in your number nine spot, we got Tommy Edman, your shortstop, who has had a, a very subpar spring and that's putting it nicely. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, I couldn't find a decent pick of him from spring training. Cause most of his time was spent over with team Korea. So you get this one that's up there right now, which reminded me of the scene in a league of their own when they are promoting all the girls in the league. And you know, they get to, <laughs> they get to Marla Hooch and, it's like that faraway shot because she's not as attractive as the other ladies. And I actually got the photo of it and There it's right there. And uh, the narrator is like, and how about Marla Hooch? What a hitter. And you know, you never really see her face all that much there. Uh, Edmund didn't do much hitting at all this spring. He was very non Marla Hooch like only hit 182 with Korea at the WBC. And with the Cardinals, he hit just 190. That's a combined 188 batting average. No, I'm not worried about Tommy Edmond. I'm sure he's going to turn it around. But again, I'm not batting him in leadoff at this point. I'm just not. I I, I think that uh, you're better served by having somebody like Brendan Donovan or bar at the top of the order. Uh, Most people point out the absence of Dylan Carlson in the lineup today. But like I said, I think this outfield is going to be moving around all year, all year. The great part of having not only you know dylan but also alec burleson who made the team on the roster is that you don't have to press guys by playing them six days a week you've got flexibility to rest guys more often to keep them fresh for the whole season uh you can start an all lefty lineup if you want to you could go with newt and carlson and burleson or you can go all righties if you need to O'Neill carlson because he's the switch hitter uh jordan walker You can mix and match however you want with slumps and streaks. Like, you've got endless combinations you can go with there, and uh, I think that's what's going to happen this year. Having five starting caliber outfielders is a good problem. It's not a bad thing. It's a good problem to have, and it's going to be up to Ollie to start the right guys and disperse playing time in a way that will keep them all happy. Uh, The big lefty, Jordan Montgomery, was on the mound today and uh, had his final tune-up of the spring. I'll tell you how he looked next on Locked on Cardinals. If you've ever dreamed of becoming a Major League Baseball general manager, managing managing your own professional baseball franchise, and honestly, if you're a baseball guy and you're listening and watching podcasts about baseball, you probably have. You're probably a nerd just like me, and that's okay. This is where the baseball nerds are welcome, but your dream can come true, and Ultimate Baseball GM is the is the game that can make it happen for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. You can play through the season and lead your team to glory. You'll be responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances. You got to take care of the scouting and the drafting of players. You got to manage their personalities. Some of them get angry, some of them are super happy. Uh navigating your franchise through free agency is a thing. All the ups and downs of a season, your streaks, your slumps. It's all involved here in a challenging but Realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free, which is fantastic, and it's playable offline. That way you can play anytime, anywhere that you want. Locked on Cardinals listeners, you're getting a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo Locked On, that's in all caps, in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game, visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or you can look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. So Jordan Montgomery was making his fourth start of the spring, and with each start, he has gotten progressively better, which is exactly what you want to see in not only your pitchers, but all of your ball players, right? <laughs> you know, you want them to get better because you want them coming into the regular season on a high note, not struggling, kind of like how Jack Flaherty is and how, you know, Jordan Walker, I'm not trying to pick on him again. He just happens to be in a little bit of a slump right now. You'd rather have them coming up, going into the regular season than on the decline. So I was kind of curious, not only how Jordan would throw today, but also how he would throw in this outing after the Michaelis signing. Now, let me explain this. Remember, Montgomery is a free agent after this season as well. And Monty can say all the right things in the interviews, uh, talk about how happy he is for Miles and how he's just focused on throwing 32 games this season, getting his starts in, but the guy is human. Let's be honest. Part of you is understandably going to be a little bit jealous that Miles Michaelis just got paid and you did. And I can't be upset for those feelings and neither can you. But at the same time, you also have to understand the situation. Miles is a two-time All-Star in St. Louis. He's been here more years while Monty has thrown a handful of games so far for the team and he's been pretty good. So, yeah, it makes sense that Michaelis' deal got done first. But at the same time, you can't blame Montgomery for being a little bit salty that, that he hasn't gotten an extension yet. Or, according to him a few days ago, nobody's even approached him about an extension yet, which is a little bit odd. And if you want it, just go call Mo. Mo said a great phrase during the, uh, uh, the, the, the press conference for Michaelis where he said, you know, business is always open with the Cardinals, which means – they don't put a timetable on the extensions. Uh, you know, you heard Montgomery like, ah, you know, I'd, I'd rather wait until, you know, if we get to the regular season, I don't really want to discuss the extension. I've never really understood that. But at the same time, I'm not going through it. So who am I to judge these guys? But Mo clearly is like, yeah, if you want to talk, we can talk in April, May, June, however you want to do it. Um but I'm not going to cry too much for Montgomery. He is making $10 million this year, got that arbitration deal. So he's not going hungry or anything like that. But if it, any of this stuff was bothering him, he sure as heck didn't show it at all on the mound because Monty was on his game. He threw five innings today, allowed only one run. And let's see, how many hits did he got. Three hits, he punched out four. He only walked one, 72 pitches, 49 of them went for strikes. He got eight ground ball outs, which is his game that's that's good Jordan Montgomery when he's getting the ground ball outs and after the game he told MLB.com's Don Clemish you want to end on a good one or at least kind of throwing it where you want it I was really happy with how it went Montgomery is scheduled to pitch against the Blue Jays on Sunday in St. Louis now as far as the rest of the game went um the only other pitchers heading to St. Louis that got some action today were Giovanni Gallegos, who tossed one shutout inning that included a strikeout. Andre Pallante also got in the game. He strikes out, too, in his lone scoreless inning of work. Also, didn't walk anybody. Remember, he was having some walk issues with Team Italy. So, look good today. Offensively, the Redbirds touched up Orioles starter Dean Kramer for five runs on eight hits, including two home runs and four and two-thirds innings. The team hit three home runs total, and all three were with two outs which is something you like to see. Anything you can get with two wilds, something like that, and you're putting up runs, awesome. Uh, the solo shot by Gorman, which I mentioned earlier. Also a three-run missile by Jacob Bushberger, um, who has, I, I don't have a photo of him, but he has tree trunks for legs. Absolute tree trunks for legs. Reminded me of former Cardinals first-round pick, Brett Wallace, from back in the day and they ended up trading him to Oakland and got Matt holiday uh they also got an opposite field three run dinger from Chandler Redmond and ended up beating the Orioles today by the score of eight to two the victory gives them a 17 and seven record so pop the champagne the Cardinals are your great fruit league champions beating out the Braves by a game and a half in fact they actually finished with the best winning percentage in all of spring training both the grapefruit and cactus leagues over on the west side the kansas city royals topped the standings at 19 and 12 for a 613 winning percentage while the cardinals finished at 708 so turn on some cool in the game fire up celebration the, the most popular song from cool in the gang and um enjoy it. enjoy it for one night because uh the regular season starts in a couple of days next up We're going to go over the opening day power rankings that uh, MLB.com just dropped. Are the Cardinals getting disrespected, or are they where they should be? We'll talk about it next on Locked on Cardinals. The Bilt March Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to Madness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm pulling for Peanut Butter Brownie Bar, my favorite built Bar out of all of them. A lot of good ones in there, but that's my favorite. Check out the bracket for yourself. Place your vote. It takes like 15 seconds to go through it. Support your favorite bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Belt. Belt the best protein bar ever. So amazing. You won't even think they're good for you, but they are. All kinds of great things uh, involved with this. Flavor, obviously, the top thing. You don't want something that tastes like, like, like tree bark in your mouth. Protein bars can be gross from time to time and Built takes care of that. You don't have to worry about the flavor. Uh, they got the protein. They're low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. Head on over to BiltMarchManness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick today. Opening day power rankings from MLB.com are out, and here is your top 10. At number one goes to the defending champion, Houston Astros, despite losing the AL Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander to free agency, and second baseman Jose Altuve is out with a broken, i it was his thumb, right? He got hit in the World Baseball Classic and uh, is out for, what, like four, six weeks, something like that. So they'll be missing him a little bit. And I've also seen uh, Jordan Alvarez struggling with some, some injuries. I don't know if it's his back or something, but they're not 100% right now. Let's just be honest. I mean, most teams aren't. Uh, number two, the Atlanta Braves. D'Ansby Swanson goes to the Cubs, but they traded for new catcher Sean Murphy. They've got a pretty stacked team. Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, I get it. The Braves are pretty good. Uh, number three goes to the San Diego Padres. The lineup is uh, basically a who's who of sluggers. Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts. They got Fernando Tatis Jr. set to return after he finishes the final 20 games of his suspension from last year's uh, bust for PEDs, targeting, I think it was April 20th, is the day that I think he's eligible to come back. So, crazy lineup. Will the pitching be good enough? You Darvish, Blake Snell, is that enough? They got Hater in the back of their bullpen. Is he going to be the Hater? The good hater, or is he going to be the one that was blowing games last year? So we'll find out. Number four, the Dodgers, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Andrew Heaney, Tyler Anderson, Craig Kimbrell, they're all gone. They're all gone. They're not on this team anymore. They also lose Gavin Lux, who was going to be their opening day shortstop to a season-ending knee injury. But they still got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith. And they signed J.D. Martinez. They've got Max Muncy. Got a solid staff. Clayton Kershaw coming back. Uh, Julio Arias, Uh Dustin May. Very underrated Dustin May. Fantasy baseball people keep an eye on that guy. Uh, Tony Gonsolin is going to be back. He's uh, dealing with a sprained ankle, but he'll be back soon from injury. Noah Sendergaard. He's still doing things. now with the Dodgers after uh, playing last year with Philly. Um number 5 you got the New York Mets Max Scherzer Justin Verlander best one two combo in the league right at least arguably the best one two combo in the league although will this be the year that age finally catches up to these two guys i mean it's been unbelievable how good they've been and how they've been doing it for this long and just keep going just get, i mean verlander wins the cy young last year scherzer had cy young type of numbers He didn't win, but still, they're amazing. But will Father Time catch up to them? We'll find out. Uh, Already dealing with injuries, Edwin Diaz getting hurt at the WBC in that uh, freak accident when they were celebrating. Uh, He's gone for the year. Jose Quintana, who they signed for the Cardinals, out until at least the middle of the year with rib issues. Uh, Still lots of offense. Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nemo, Starling Marte. The Mets are good. Then it goes to uh, the Yankees at 6, Blue Jays at 7, Phillies at 8, which even without Harper for a little while, that kind of shocks me. I like Phillies' team a lot. Uh, Mariners at 9, and then rounding out the top 10, you've got our St. Louis Cardinals. Now, 10 seems a little bit low to me, a little bit. I'm a fan, so I'll always see the positive side of what this team offers rather than the negative And just on paper, I feel like this team is better than Seattle. Uh, I'm not overly impressed with what the Yankees are doing, especially with uh, Rodon and Montas out for a long time. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen with Rodon? They think he's going to be back in a few weeks, but who knows? Forearm issues on a pitcher, that's not good. Montas may be out for the whole year. Um, So maybe for the Cardinals, maybe as high as 7 or 8, but 10 isn't too far off because – you don't know what you're getting with the starting rotation. You got to see how they fare early on here. Lots of question marks, obviously, for Adam Wainwright, who's already out hurt. Flaherty, who seems healthy, but is still trying to find consistency, still having problems there. Can Matt stay healthy? I mean, he's had a, a hell of a spring. He's looked fantastic. Michaelis looks as strong as ever. Monty just had his best outing, so I'm feeling pretty darn good about him. Can Woodford carry his awesome spring into the regular season until Wainwright is is back? And what happens if Woodford is throwing lights out like he did this spring and Wainwright's healthy again? You're just going to ship Woodford to the bullpen and just not have him be in your rotation anymore? Something to think about. Uh, a team I like is uh, actually the Cardinals' first opponent, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They've got Manoa, Gosman, Bassett as your top three starters, Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, uh, George Springer. It's a tough team. So, um, top 10 for sure for the Cardinals, maybe as high as seven. But let me know what you guys think down in the uh, comment section. Let's be honest about all these teams. There's not one team that I just listened to the top 10 that doesn't have some sort of question marks because every team's got them somewhere. No team is perfect heading into this 162 game marathon. And I, for one, cannot wait to see how the season turns out for the Redbirds. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, real quick, I got a poll question up on our Twitter page. Which is your favorite baseball movie to – kind of get you motivated and get you in the mood for opening day. Now, there are dozens of them out there. I realize that Twitter only allows me to put four options up there. <laughs> so I just went with the first four that came to my head. So if you like a different one, then make sure you comment beneath the poll. But people are throwing out a lot of good ones and um I'm going to start watching them. I want to watch at least four or five of them before thursday we don't have any games to watch for the next couple of days so we've got some downtime uh but if you would check out that poll for me uh give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore cardinals and at jd sports radio like and subscribe on youtube you are the best fans in baseball for a reason and i'll see you next time on locked on cardinals